The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. I was projecting. <laughs> yeah, I have a degree saying I know how to do that. Um, good evening. I'm going to call this meeting of the Civil Rights Board to order at 7.02 p.m. Uh, February 1st, 2023. Um, let's begin with a roll call, please. I also would like to say good evening, and I'm going to say Happy New Year's to you all, since I didn't see you prior to the 2023. Um, 
Director Harrington? Present. Director Corwin? Uh, present. Director Lukeman? Excused. Director Beach? Present. Director Calderon? Present. Director Brown? Excused. Director Legron? Present. Commissioner Hoffman? Present. Thank you. Thank you. This is Director Harrington speaking. Um, may I please entertain a motion to adopt the agenda for tonight's meeting? This is Director Beach, so moved. And a second. This is Director Corwin, I second that. All of those in favor of adopting the agenda for tonight's meeting, please say aye. 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 Any opposed? Any abstentions? Okay, the agenda for tonight's meeting has been adopted. Moving on to the approval of uh, the last meeting's minutes uh, from December. Uh, may I please entertain a motion to approve the December minutes? This is Director Corwin, I motion to approve the December minutes. Second. This is Director Beach, second. All of those in favor of approving the December minutes, please say aye. Aye. Any opposed? Any abstentions? Okay, the meetings for the December meeting are approved. Uh, moving on to public announcements and communications. There are no public announcements. Quick question. Could we have um, a complaint update at this section, please? Thank you. So this is gonna be a combination of 2022 and 2023 since we're so early in the year. Um, so for 2022, we had eight complaints referred to MDCR. Um, three complaints of discrimination based on race, one complaint of discrimination based on age, race, and disability, one complaint of discrimination based on disability, one complaint of discrimination based on police discrimination, two complaints of discrimination based on employment, one complaint sent to the Fair Housing Center. Um, this was based on denial of Section 8 voucher and other rent subsidy funds. Two complaints were sent to Kalamazoo Department of Public Safety. Three complaints were sent to our community um, development office, and that was regarding um, grass and how tall it was. Um, one complaint marked unresponsive, one complaint referred to the county administrator's office, and four complaints are being investigated. One complaint based on a rental ad that possibly violates city ordinance. One complaint based on discrimination on nationality and race that possibly violates city ordinance. One complaint based on wrongful eviction on record that possibly violates city ordinance. One complaint based on income discrimination that possibly violates city ordinance. And for 2023, we have one complaint being investigated. That complaint was based on rental denial due to a felony charge. 
Um, one complaint dismissed as it did not fall under our ordinance and one complaint is school-based, so that will be referred. Thank you all, appreciate it. Um, the next item in our agenda is the discussion of the complaint update, so this is a natural segue. Um, are there any questions, comments, observations from the update that we just received? This is Director Beach. <clears throat> um, may I make a request? Could we get just a summary, like in, in our materials moving forward of the complaint update, just like the breakout of the grid, just so I can, lots to write down real quick. And like, and then just like, yeah, um, just like the numbers, um, if that can get included, that'd be very helpful. Thank you for the update. Um, just to have clarity, this is Director Hewitt Smith. So that was in the attachment of the email that was sent on July, January 23rd. So you want, yeah, that was. So what more do you want added to that? Just the numbers of where they went, so like eight to MD, MDCR, three for disability, and just to like kind of see like the spread. Um, I could I know we get the detailed update, but just something that would be really helpful. This is Director Harrington, kind of like a quick, a quick glance document okay. would be super helpful. Um, any other questions, comments, observations? I also, I'm oh, sorry, Mr. Director Beach, I also would recommend if we can make that document, I think that would be a, also a good document to be public, just the overall numbers of the community also has the ability to see what complaints are coming in and how, the, how they're progressing and where they are going. So if we also make that public, that would be great. This is Director Legron, I have a quick question. What is a CPED? I see referred to CPED for further follow-up. This is Director, oh, excuse me, Commissioner Hoffman. <laughs> that is Community Planning Economic Development Department. Thank you. I do have a question in reference to the school, one that went about the school. I think that, that really opens up the importance of this, uh, this board because we have complaints coming from every sector almost. And so to have the authority to deal with that or to educate the authority and to educate about the importance of what the Civil Rights Board can do is, is significant. So I just wanted to you know, bring that up and, and ask what was that complaint about? be as broad and vague as I can to protect identity. Um, it revolved a high schooler who experienced some uh, racial incidents at the school. Um, it does not fall under our ordinance, but we're doing our best to refer it to the appropriate party. Thank you for that. Anything further? Okay, I had something. Um, there was one complaint specifically about a voucher that was referred out last year. Could we have some clarification around that? Because uh, vouchers technically should fall under us.
So for that one, um, I don't believe our ordinance reflected Section 8 vouchers or other rent subsidy funds during this time period. Um, I don't have the details, but I believe this was early in the year of 2022. Thank you. <clears throat> this is Director Harrington. Um, this is why we were having the conversations we were having last year, um, because the understanding and the clarification in the ordinance was not there. Um, and so I'm hoping that we, we don't have any referrals out as it, as it pertains to vouchers from here on out. So I just wanted to say that on the record. Director Calderon, yes. Director Calderon here. I was just wondering if there's any reason that this person wouldn't be able to re-submit um, a concern. And if that's something, I don't know if it would be appropriate for us to prompt that or not, but um, I, don't, I, I honestly, and forgive me if it had been established at some point, but I don't know if we've discussed whether something can be brought back up, especially under the circumstances of it just, there was, not, there was nothing clear at the time that it was originally filed. So I guess it's more of a statement slash question. Thank you. I don't see a problem with them resubmitting their complaint. Um, that is within their right and circumstances, like you said, with our ordinance have been updated to include uh, rental uh, vouchers and other forms of such. This is Director Harrington. Um, thank you, Director Calderon, because yes, um, I 100% agree. Um, and that's a, that's a very good valid point. Um, my question is now, uh, what is the protocol and who would be the city staff person to reach out to this person? Um, and then could we have an update uh, once that's done? That would be me. I'd be reaching out. Um, I'll have to find the complaint and see um, their contact information and reach out to let them know they are more than welcome to reapply or resubmit their complaint. Thank you. Um, anything further? Uh, this is Director Corwin. Um, my question is, I think for the city, uh, upon um, completion of any investigation or any Thing like that. Uh, does the city provide documentation to the resident who filed the complaint that the uh, case has been ceased to be worked on or, or it's completed? They get a, um, both respondent and complainant receive an, a full investigative report that we do. Um, they also get a final um, letter with recommend recommendations. Thank you. Thank you, Lowell. Any other questions, comments, observations? So, Director Legrone, um, <clears throat> looking at this, uh, and this is an older one, but uh, the law enforcement complaint, and it was the way of reading this: the complainant couldn't get a response from law enforcement. There, but their allegation fell outside the jurisdiction of 18, chapter 18, and then they were referred back to law enforcement 
for further follow-up. Do I understand that correctly? Yes, I believe so. Okay. Was there some sort of a contact made from the city to the Department of Public Safety to reintroduce that complaint, or did this citizen just get the runaround? I don't know details okay. of that. Um, <clears throat> I can look into it and provide the board with a detailed report on what happened after, but I don't have that information. That would be helpful. Thank you. Uh, this is Director Corwin. Is there any way to provide um, an example of maybe a letter sent to uh, citizens of the end result of their um, inquiries about the complaints? So when the city attorney office um, completes their investigation, I get an investigative report. And when I send those e uh, letters out, it's both to respondent complainant. Um, they have, they're told that there's an attachment, which is an investigative report, and that um, if they would like to continue, meaning if they wanna do a case hearing, or um, they have 10 day, 10 business days to respond, and I have my phone number, my email, and our address on it, so they have three ways to communicate with me. Um, and within those 10 days, if I do not hear a response, then we go into um, what the city attorney recommends as we don't get, a res if we don't re have a response, we don't wanna push it to a case hearing because that's not our process at the moment. Um, if they do rec recommend a, a case hearing, then, then we would move forward with the case hearing. But if not, then we go with the city attorney and then we work with the city manager's office to do a final recommendation. Um, upon completion of that hearing, would a documentation be sent out to both parties? Yes. Okay. Um, I believe that last year the two document or two cases that we did here, neither of those were finalized in such a manner. All right, I'll look into that. A question about um, Director Legron's um, point to there there was a complaint about KDPS and then they were referred back to KDPS. And my question is, do we, do we feel like that is um, efficient? Because basically, if you're, if you're a person from the community and you have a concern, you're being told to go back to the very organization that you have concern about, which is not the case with any of the other complaints. So I'm just curious everyone's thoughts on that and if is there a reason that you all could maybe enlighten us to why why that is this is assistant city attorney marcia jones i don't have that particular instance in front of me but i will work with law and look into that and see exactly what transpired it may have been referred to a someone a, a captain or a chief as opposed to uh, a public safety officer. This is Director Corwin. To be honest, when I heard uh, that, man, it's just, it feels inappropriate to send somebody who experienced uh, discrimination back to the department or the source of that discrimination. I just feel like it might be inappropriate, especially considering how some of these departments might function. 
Assistant City Attorney Marcia Jones. There is an internal process with public safety to review complaints, and perhaps this person did, wasn't aware of that and didn't go through that channel. So again, without seeing the report, I can't speak specifically, but perhaps that is what happened and they were referred to make a formal complaint and go through the internal investigative process. This is Director Legron. Um, according to the complaint log, they um, did uh, adhere to the administrative <coughs> complaint process. They were told during that process that um, the complaint was too old or whatever to be investigated. So they called our office and our office sent them back to KDPS. Um, so I, I see a couple of uh, separate and distinct issues. The first is uh, the age old issue of counting on an institution to police themselves, which we know um, has been problematic, <clears throat> but that's a bigger fight than we're probably prepared to have right now. My greater concern is if they are not getting any service when they follow the proper administrative channels, what recourse do they have? Um, and should that be with this body or with the DEI department? This is um, Director Beach, and I would, <clears throat> I think that is a really, I, I think that's a very valid point. Are we, to, how are we handling, and what is our body, what is our body's function and purpose? And I think that's why we are working on the ordinance, and I think that as we have talked in our previous meetings, the revision of the ordinance is um, a lengthy process. Um, but we have to make, and we want to make sure, so I think having those discussions or I think maybe pushing, pushing that down when we talk about a subcommittee to really dig deeper of what other areas and what is the board's ability and how to get that reflected in the ordinance um, is important because I think we want to make sure we are being part of the city system to help hold itself accountable. Um, and knowing that institutions cannot police themselves always in the most effective way um, and recognizing that. So I would uh, second that. Thank you. Are there any other questions, comments, observations, requests um, about the complaint update? All right, hearing none. Uh, we are going to move on to uh, the next item on the agenda, which is the Ordinance Review Subcommittee assignment. Um, in discussion um, in our last meeting, uh, we decided to have a subcommittee that would um, be an extension of this body um, to just do a really in-depth uh, look at, at the ordinance and work closely um, with the city attorney's office and the city DEI office uh, to get um, the board's uh, thoughts and suggestions um, into the revision and to kind of lead the way with the process of, okay, these are what the next steps are. Um, additionally, reporting to 
this body, the larger body, uh, during, during our meetings. So I didn't receive any emails from any of y'all saying you was going to volunteer. So I was going, I'm voluntolding uh, somebody. Um, so Director Legrone, uh, for sure, um, and, okay, I fibbed. I did speak with uh, <laughs> Director Lukeman, and, and she said that she would. Um, she obviously um, is, is uh, on a little bit of a maternity break, um, but uh, did say that she would like to be a part of that process. Um, so I think, I think we might be okay um, with numbers. Uh, I do have a question for the board about, uh, we discussed briefly in the last meeting and it wasn't a, an in-depth discussion, but it was brought up if this body would be okay with uh, that subcommittee uh, having community members on it, so non-board members. So I just wanna put that question out again. Are we okay with that? Is that okay? Because we're limited with the amount of board members we can have on the committee. Uh, this, yeah, this is Director Coleman. Honestly, I feel like that would probably be even better because with three, you know, knowing so much and, and knowledge and experience is, is limited with three. So yeah, that, I think that is a fantastic idea. I support it. I do have a question um, in our bylaws. I'm, I'm not, I don't think our bylaws mention subcommittees. Attorney Jones, yep, mm -hmm. we're on the same wavelength, yep. The, um, I would just want to make sure that we are able to have uh, community members and then um, do want to make sure if we are going to have community members that would involve a somewhat of an application process or a review process to who do we, to make sure there's equal access to be on that group. So we, um, that is just something I think we would want to consider, especially when talking about timelines and things like that, because we want to make sure um, if we were going to open up to the community, we have equal access to that opportunity. Oh, this is Director Corwin. Um, yeah, I would like, if, if any way possible, to have uh, representation from the community that would most likely uh, file a complaint or be affected by this policy, uh, probably on all sides. <laughs> landlords and uh, citizens as well, like citizens with felonies or homeless or uh, many other factors, you know, good representation. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, Law, did you have something? Nod your head one time for yes <laughs> and shake your head thrice for no. I'll need to confirm with our city clerk regarding our bylaws with subcommittees because I believe city commission usually does appointment for non-board members. Um, so, but I don't know for sure. I need to confirm and I'll get that back to you guys. Okay, so we will uh, get an update, hopefully soon. Um, of, about what that process is. Um, I mean, obviously, it wouldn't be any different, it sounds like, than the board recruitment process, which um, didn't take very long. So, um, obviously, they have to go before the city commission at the meetings, but, you know, on our side of things, we can expedite the process 
um, to make sure that we are at least getting the names in front of the commission uh, to appoint. So, okay. Um, this is Director Beach. I might recommend maybe if we consider a community survey or something that maybe could have farther reach about what is in the ordinance and what how the community would like the ordinance to serve them and having that subcommittee part of that review, whether in addition or not. But I do think having uh, the ability to get, if we're looking for community feedback and community voice, how do we get more voices um, and hear more voices. So maybe that is something that we also could consider um, if we're looking at a revision and what we want to be in the ordinance and how the, we want the ordinance to serve Kalama, the city of Kalamazoo. This is Director Calderon. So I'm kind of hearing an and and a both there that we can um, involve people within this committee. But then also, I know we've discussed in the past having like an educational campaign um, and maybe that survey that you're talking about can be part of that educational campaign. But again, it's, I see it as kind of an and and a both. Thank you. Any other questions or comments about the subcommittee? I think these are all great ideas. Um, the, the bylaws update, um, we will need to uh, obviously visit. Um, and I had a question mark next to, are we, can we amend the bylaws as it pertains to subcommittee? I have a question about that too, like the process of amending the bylaws so maybe it's easier for us to, you know, if we wanna, wanna convene a committee. I think this um, board, because of the, the type of work that we would like to do, um, we are only seven people, right? Um, and I think getting the community involved in the work um, should be a part of the fabric of, of who we are. So I, I'd love to see us have a little bit more freedom in convening subcommittees, because um, I feel like in the future, you know, maybe little projects or continued uh, education sessions, you know, I, I see this board as continue, always, always in, in the community, always educating, always advocating. That's what I see. Um, and I think you would definitely need maybe committees to be able to do that work. You gotta be able to leverage um, your time and your energy and uh, we're a volunteer board. So I, I definitely would like to advocate for an amendment to the bylaws to allow the board to um, appoint their own committees. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Anything further before we move on? We're good, okay. Moving on to item C, review of the recent revisions of chapter 18, which you all have in front of you. Um, I will go through or Attorney Jones, would you like to go through the, the changes? Yes, Assistant City Attorney Marcia Jones. The changes were made essentially to 18-19. The board wanted to add A, B, C, D, and E from a, um, the uh, draft amendment that was presented by Commissioner Hoffman. So that was added and then the other sections stayed the same. They were just re-alphabetized. No other changes were made. 
So uh, do we have any questions or comments about these revisions? These uh, were revisions that we discussed um, in the previous two meetings, um, and they have been applied. So um, I personally think that it aligns with what we discussed. Um, it aligns with my notes that I wrote. So uh, I would love to hear some feedback, uh, see if you all have questions, comments, observations about uh, the draft that we have in front of us. Um, this is Director Corwin. Uh, maybe this is my um, just ignorance, basically. Uh, when I see uh, discrimination in employment, housing, and public accommodations in Section B, um, what is uh, the complaint process for a citizen if they feel like they uh, were uh, subject to discrimination in employment? or public accommodations, would it be the same um, avenue that our housing complaints would be filed under, or would they go to a different location to file a complaint of employment discrimination, you know, based on, let's say, uh, like a uh, felony conviction, or I don't know. Um, this is Director Harrington. From my um, understanding of the ordinance is, you know, our ordinance is not just a housing ordinance, it's a general, um, uh, civil, like civil rights board or civil rights ordinance. So the complaint process would be the same. It's just that, correct me if I'm wrong, but the, the complaints that are coming in right now, most of them are housing complaints. Is that correct? Uh, yes, most of the ones that we are investigating are housing in nature. Um, the process is the same. The process is the same. Um, this is Director Corwin again. This is the uh, Attorney's Office. Now, would that be located, like, uh, I'm going off past memory here, but uh, the complaint process for 18A would be on its own webpage, whereas uh, I've not seen um, a complaint process for employment and uh, public accommodations. So I'm just kind of wondering, how would a citizen uh, locate the complaint process to begin with? I'm sorry, could you clarify how would one go about filing a complaint? Uh, correct. So if we wanted to file a complaint on Ordinance 18A, let's say I was the recipient of discrimination, I would go to Kalamazoo's website, City of Kalamazoo's website, and find the Civil Rights Board and file a complaint on that website. Um, I can bring it up and I can get back to you guys. I'll this is Director Harrington. I, I think what Director Corwin is asking is uh, for access clarity, right? If someone goes on the city website, um, is it clear that if they don't have a complaint in regards to housing that they can still file a complaint about anything? Is that, is that on the city website right now? Is it clear? That's, that's, I think that's the question. This is Director Beach. So I, so this, the, from what I see on the city website, it describes that it is covered by Ordinance 18 and 18A, which covers all of those things. So I think it is, that is what the ordinance covers. So I think, yeah, that's when I, when I, when, when I'm looking, um, it is clear that it covers eight, all Ordinance 18 and 18A, which covers all of those things. Yes. Uh, from my memory, I filed a complaint a couple years ago, so this has been updated since then, so uh, withdraw my question. Thank you. Any other 
questions, comments, observations, suggestions about the revision that we have before us? Going once, going twice. Your finger looks like, go ahead. <laughs> Assistant City Attorney Marcia Jones. I would recommend that if there are comments or suggestions that they be referred to the committee um, through perhaps um, emails to the committee members and that can be addressed um, much in much more detail at that time. Um, this is Director Corwin actually. I, I come back to that question. Um, if I go on to Kalamazoo City uh, website and I go to report a civil rights com um, complaint. Uh, it states, in the city of Kalamazoo, you cannot be discriminated against for your source of income, status as a survivor of domestic violence, prior arrest records. Um, and this is in referring to, uh, in respect to housing, is what it says on the website. So uh, what it says on the website is inconsistent with what we're saying here. This is Director Harrington. <clears throat> I think we've had a lot of discussion, um, especially the later half of last year with just being more intentional about who we are and what we do. Um, I'm assuming the website just probably hasn't caught up yet, but we've, we've provided way more clarification. And actually my suggestion would be, um, I don't know if we wanna wait until uh, we're completely done with revisions and then update the website because, you know, I think we're continuing to refine and all that kind of stuff. So I, I would encourage for this body to um, be aware of what the public is seeing um, and what is being um, communicated in terms of who we are and what we do to keep that updated with the movement that this board has made um, in the past couple of years. I just want to encourage us to remember, you know, let's not do all this work and then not update the website. <laughs> Any other questions, comments, observations? Okay. Hearing none, we are going to move on uh, to item D, which is the next steps of the ordinance revision. So. Um, per our discussion in previous meetings, um, and actually as, as Attorney Jones just you know, reminded us that uh, we are going to convene the subcommittee if the board does have additional uh, questions, comments, revisions, you're gonna take that to the committee, okay, from here on out, um, and we can send an email uh, just, just as a reminder like, okay, welcome board members, here is your subcommittee. <laughs> These are the people to uh, reach out to if you have questions, comments, revisions, ideas, um, or change your mind and you wanna volunteer for the committee, um, you can contact those folks. Um, but we would go through that committee now for further, I guess, discussion and guidance on uh, planning as well. So I just wanted to just lift that up, Director Beach. This is Director Beach. I would, um, if I could ask, maybe the first charge of the subcommittee is coming up with a tentative, if we could maybe come up with a tentative timeline working with the city attorney's office for what we think the revision 
listening, if we're gonna do listening sessions, and so we can kind of start with an outline or a timeline, I think that's where we start with step one. With the stub, I would think that'd be a great set for the stub committee to start, and then we can kind of work from there. That would be my request. Thank you. Any other questions or comments about uh, next steps? Um, is there <clears throat> anything else that you'd like to mention, Attorney Jones, about next steps? Yes, thank you. I think what the subcommittee, one of the first charges would be to separate out the ordinance so we're not considering all parts of the ordinance at once. So the board can be able to make comments on section 18.1 to 18.5, or just as an example. So the board isn't overwhelmed and the subcommittee with ideas coming from various parts of the ordinance would be my suggestion. Thank you, Attorney Jones. That's an excellent suggestion. <laughs> excellent. All right, any other comments, questions, suggestions about timeline or next step, excuse me. Okay, all right. Um, moving on to selection of training date. Um, these dates were sent to us via email. Uh, our, our, excuse me, options are, are good Lord, Monday, <laughs> May 8th from 9 to 11 a.m., Thursday, May 18th from 2.30 to 4.30 p.m., Monday, June 5th from 2.30 to 4.30 p.m., and Thursday, June 29th from 9 to 11 a.m. Um, so it's my understanding that we have to choose a date today. Is that correct? Okay. Um, I think I only saw one comment. Was that from you, Director Calderon, saying that you couldn't do June 29th? Am I making that up? I'm making that up. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. In other words, I will be indisposed. Okay. Gotcha. So not on the 29th, if we can help it. <laughs> but we want you to enjoy your birthday. Um, so if we could stick to the 8th, May 8th, May 18th, or June 5th. Is there any, just throw out some dates, y'all. Which one do you prefer? I recommend June 5th. Okay, there we go. Yeah, <coughs> Director LeBron, I second June 5th. Any other preferences? Because if not, I'm just going to say it's June 5th. Are we good? All right. Cool. <laughs> so <laughs> the training will be uh, Monday, June 5th from 2.30 to 4.30 p.m. Uh, please refer to your emails um, uh, where it was spelled out what we will be going over um, in that training. Awesome. Thank you, everyone. Believe it or not, we're moving on to public comments. <laughs> Are there any public comments, Law? In the gallery, are there any comments out there? Good evening, everyone. Hi. Yeah, thank you, uh, thank you very much. Uh, my name is Andrew Chapond. I uh, represent Isaac TLHT Housing Task Force. Uh, and open doors, Kalamazoo, and I'm a member of the community. I have three issues I want to address the board tonight. 
Uh, actually, I, uh, the, one is, the first one is the Ordinance Review Committee. Uh, the last time that we were here, it was my understanding that the committee was already set uh, to include uh, Commissioner Lagron and also uh, Commissioner uh, uh, Lukman. So I actually came today to listen to the report of the committee. Uh, and to my surprise, there is still nothing has been done uh, to that effect. Um, the second issue is that uh, uh, the committee is actually uh, getting itself to a point of death by, by committee. Uh, the issue why we wanted to have a review committee was because there had been no complaints uh, sent yet to this committee. And the reason was to find out why that was the case. Now we hear that the committee has not even met and that there's no progress in that regard. And yet you are now proposing to have another committee on top of, of, uh, uh, of that one. You know, you may want to include the landlords and other people, it's fine. But I see the committee here digging its own grave by committee after committee after committee and not addressing the reason why there's been no, rep no reports sent to the committee from the manager's office where we think people have made complaints but they've not left that office. That was the reason why that committee was supposed to find, find out what is happening. The third issue I want to talk about is, is, is mission creep. I was part of the people who saw the birth of the ordinance. Uh, this committee was set up specifically to address discrimination within the housing, uh, housing realm. There was never any doubt at that, co at that time this committee was part of the ordinance itself. It was, it, was, it was something that people discussed to say we cannot have an ordinance and fail to have an enforcement arm of this ordinance. So for me to hear that is addressing uh, job, job issues of discrimination, it's news to me because that was not the purpose of this committee. The committee has to address the issues of discrimination as outlined in that ordinance. That was, that was the purpose. There's nothing wrong with, with adding more, more issues, but you have not done the basic purpose for which you were set, which was to address housing discrimination complaints as regards housing in Kalamazoo. So far, you have not dealt with a single issue, and now you are trying to go to housing and into other areas of, of discrimination which are specialized in their own way in leaving this one out. So that mission creep actually may render your original purpose invalid because now you've involved in other issues. Thank you. If we have no more in-person comments, I'm going to turn on our phones. We do not have any call-ins. Thank you. Moving on to board member comments. This is Director Legron. Um, first, I want to say to uh, Brother Andrew, thank you for um, the reminder that we have to stay diligent in our mission. I would like to add that um, a civil rights board, uh, the birth of the board and the origin of the ordinance um, 
with all respect, is, is wonderful, but we also have to remember that in this community, people suffer illegal discrimination in housing and public accommodations. But I do hear you on the mission creep. I think it is our responsibility as a board to make sure that the basic tenets of that ordinance, that we don't water down the housing, we don't lose the housing component, and I don't think anybody on this board is gonna let that happen. Right now, what we're trying to do is construct a holistic ordinance that will address all of the issues that people are affected by so that we can uh, promptly respond to discrimination in all areas of activities of daily living. So I want you to know that you're heard and I respect your comments. And I also believe that we have to um, protect the people of color, the people that are disabled, all the other protected class categories uh, in their quest to provide food on their family's table, um, to enjoy um, the same entertainment that non-blacks and able-bodied, I mean, non-whites and able-bodied people can enjoy. So I think it all should go into uh, the ordinance. The second thing, I'd like to mention, and it's more of a request, is is it possible for this body to receive the minutes and the agenda one week in advance of the meeting rather than the morning of? That would be really helpful. This is Director Harrington. I, I just for a point of clarification, and this is in our minutes from the last meeting, um, it was suggested in, in December's meeting uh, that we should create a subcommittee to review the revisions of the ordinance, specifically because this is a larger body um, and we could take up two, three hours every meeting doing very um, tedious work. And so the, the whole reason why we, actually Director Legron suggested in the, in the December meeting for us to have a subcommittee is so that we had a smaller group of us uh, to do the tedious work and to also um, lead the charge with uh, the process because again, because of the Open Meetings Act, we can't as a, as a group do this work offline. So it was suggested in the December meeting to specifically have a subcommittee for this process of um, reviewing the ordinance and having revisions and taking, taking us through that process. So I just wanted to clarify that. Anything further? This is Director Beach. I just would like to wish everyone a happy Black History Month on February 1st. Amen. Um, if there is nothing further, we will adjourn this meeting at 7.50 p.m. Thank you, everyone, and thank you, community members. <laughs>